Hi, good evening. It's 8 o'clock according to my computer clock. And uh, we're going to learn a little bit about the Parashat Shavuah, the weekly portion. And what I've chosen to study is the portion of the Eglarufa. Uh, we'll see what that means when we read the Psukim. Perik Aleph. Perk of Aleph, starting from Pasuk Aleph in Dvarim. We're in the, the book of Dvarim, right? Yes, without a doubt. The Pasuk says, Ki yimatsei chalal ba'adama asher Hashem al-chech d'artein l'cha. So, Ki yimatsei there seems to be unnecessary and extra information. The Pasuk says, if you happen to find a dead body in the earth or on the Adama which God gives you as an inheritance lo nofel basadeh he was kind of murdered out in the field and we don't know who killed him so if I would like to like look at the pasuk and just try to Think of how much unnecessary or irrelevant information is there. We're talking about finding a dead body. And of course, the dead body doesn't move around a lot, so it's like lying to some place. And uh, we want to say it's not in a city, it's outside of a city. But why does the Pasuk say, why does the fact that this that you found this dead body in a place which you inherited from Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Uh, why, why is that? And what's the connection? The second pasuk says, "The elders and the judges, they will go out." And some reason they're going to measure what the closest city to the dead body is at this moment. There are cities dotting the landscape, and there's a dead body. So this is Kenim and the Shoftim. Rashi says, Rashi says, There's a not just elders, old people, but elders, people of authority. Because Zekeinecha goes with Shoftecha. And Shoftecha are always people who have special knowledge and understanding, the judges. So the Zikainim, the elders, are probably also people who have leadership roles. And then it says, They measure the cities closest to this dead body. Right? They measure, Rashi says, You know, they take a big tape measure, and they measure, however they measure, they measure the distance from the dead body to the town, to the closest town. El Arim Asher they measured to the cities 
that were closest to the dead body, they die as a crevizer as a measure to the east and a measure to the west and to make sure what the closest city what the closest city was. Then then when they find out what the closest city is, and they took the elder, then the elders of that city, we already know the elders means leadership. Eglat Bakar, a calf of a large animal. Ashelo Ubadba that had not yet been in service. It didn't work yet. Ashelo Mashkabaola didn't carry anything. I mean, this animal, you could say, is similar to, in certain ways, to Korbanot. Korbanot also are very young. The korban is very young, as uh, you know, animals go, and uh, they can't be blemished. They can't have a physical blemish and still be a korban. So, in some ways, this agala, which is not exactly a korban because it doesn't, you don't do anything in the Beit Hamikdash. Nevertheless, it's an animal that uh, didn't work and didn't uh, pull a yoke. Pasuk Dalid, Vauridu Ziknea Irayet Eglal Nachal Eitan. El Nachal Eitan, Eitan, the word Eitan means strong, powerful. Nachal Eitan, a powerful uh, creek or river, powerful. It means it rushes by. El Nachal Eitan, El Nachal Eitan Kasheh, Shalom Nevad. So the the Nachal is also a place where you can't really plant anything or do anything because it would be torn away by the by the waters. That's Nachal Eitan, and then the pasuk continues. The pasuk continues. There they take this calf and they take it to the Nachal Eitan. And then they shecht it. But it's true that shechita is usually on the inside of the neck. That's where you do shechita from. And arfu, the word arof, arfa means the back of the neck. But in either case, the animal is probably pretty dead when you do that, so that to compare it to a korban, to a regular korban, is, I think, obvious, an obvious kind of co- comparison. Right? So Rashi says, Rashi says, Amar Kodesh Bochu Tavo Egla Bat Shnata Shelo Estav Peirot Vete Aref Bimikom so the Chazal understood somehow that you have to take an animal that's young that has not had any offspring and you have to take it and bring it to a place uh, where nothing can grow where things don't grow the things don't grow 
לכפר על הריגתו של זה, לא to atone הריגתו של זה. I mean, I know that today, tonight is Rosh Chodesh Elul. Rosh Elul, and Rosh Chodesh Elul, the word kapara, atonement, is a very popular one. Because Elul begins the preparation for Rosh Hashanah and Yom HaKippurim, and that preparation is about when I say preparation, it's about doing tshuva. It's about straightening yourself out somehow. Becoming the person that you you should be. And here Rashi says, V'chaper al harigato shalzeh, shalohi nichuhu lasot peirote. We have to kind of do atonement for the death of this person that we found in the field who was unable unable to bring into the world more fruits. He's not able to have more children because he's dead. But again, what does this mean? Who who has to... Uh, the Pesach says... Pesach says... Uh, The next Pasuk, Pasuk Hei, V'nikshu HaKohanim B'nei Levi, and all of a sudden, not only do we have Zekeinim and Shoftim, the elders and the judges, but Nikshu HaKohanim B'nei Levi, Nikshu HaKohanim B'nei Levi, along come the Kohanim in this deal, Ki Bam Bachar Hashem God chose them to serve Him. Serve Him usually would mean in the Beit HaMikdash. And to give out brachot in the name of God, right? That's the Kohanim. And the Kohanim, after all, they, they're in charge of determining when the, when the uh, Tzara'at, where the leprosy is over, but when it has to be, you have to still be in quarantine. That's in the hands of the of the Kohanim, and the Kohanim, the Kohanim also, because uh, leprosy is a punishment for lashon hara, for idle speech. It, it makes sense to say, it makes sense to say that when they determine, when they determine that the time is up that you've been quarantined enough. It's also like saying you've taken care of the Lashon Hara problem. Right, so that's that's what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says Mashal Amar Kodesh Borhu Tavoy you bring a calf which has not yet yielded any fruit, and you'll behead it in a place where there are no fruits, nothing can grow. That's the Nachaletan. means to atone. So usually who atones? The person who did the, the Avera. The person who transgressed, he has to atone. Who's atoning now? 
I don't know. The Zkenim and the Shoftim and the Leviim and the Kohanim, Lechaper Larigatot Shalzeh, Lechaper, Shalohenichuhu Lasot Perot, that this poor dead person is not going to be able to have any more children, and that's really a terrible, a terrible thing. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea what all this means. I mean, who's the guilty party here? Who is the guilty party? Pasuk Zion. Pasuk Zion. Pasuk Vav. Okay, Pasuk Vav. Kol ziknei ha'ir, ha'hi, ha'krovim el-achalal, yichatsu et yideihem, ala eglar ufla banachal. Call Zikne Ha'ir. Zikne Ha'ir, of course, means the important people. The important people, Akrovim the ones who are nearest to this dead body. They'll wash their hands. Purity, Yadayim Viraglayim, when Kohanim go into the Beit HaMikdash to serve. To serve God, they have to wash their hands and their feet. Pasuk Zayin. Vanuva Amru, after they wash and after they shech the, this poor animal, who had nothing to do with anything, they, they say, they all have this stock phrase that they say, Yadeinu lo shafu et our hands, are not guilty. We did not. We did not do it. Our eyes were not didn't see anything. So the Kohanim, somehow in the manner similar to the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippurim, who assumes the sins of all Am Yisrael. Here the Zkenim assume the sin of murder. And they say, it wasn't us. We didn't do it. I mean, we stand accused, but we're innocent. They turn to God and they say, atone, atone for whatever is going on. And don't allow innocent blood to be in your... What, what does that mean? Innocent blood to be in, the, in your midst. So Rashi says, I'm sorry. Rashi, Asher Padita, Valti Tain Dam Nakibi Kerbam Chai Yisrael, Vinikapel Hem Chadam, Pasuk Tet, the last Pasuk. Atativa Er Adam Anakim Mikirbam, you will uproot the innocent, the blood from our midst. What does that mean? So Rashi says, See the Rashi, if you have the sheet, 
תבאר מגיד שאם נמצא ההורג, if you find him later on, you find the murderer, אחר שנתערפה הגלה, הרי זה יהיה הרג. So he should be, he should be killed. והוא הישר בעיני השם, and this is what God wants. God wants that even though you assumed responsibility and you begged for mercy and atonement, if you find, if you find the murderer, you have to murder him. You have to murder him. That's what, that's what the Pesukim, the Pesukim says. So if we just review a little bit the questions that we had. Pasuk Aleph, What's it got to do with the Adama? Murder should be punished. And if they don't know who the murderer is, then why should the Zikainim, the Shoftim, the elders, the, the judges, why, how do they get involved? Why do they have to ask for atonement? Why do they have to learn at this time that the guilty, even though they will get atonement for doing what they did, which is like bringing a korban in the middle of nowhere, but somehow there's something wrong. We all know that you can't bring korbanot outside the Beit HaMikdash. Once the Beit HaMikdash is built, so assuming that we're talking about an ongoing halakha, something that exists after the building of the Beit HaMikdash, I mean, why did they bring this korban? Why they bring the korban outside the Beit HaMikdash? So there are a few more things that I would like you to be aware of. The, the source next to the Rashi is the Ramban on these psukim. If you look at the Ramban, not from the beginning, but it says, Avol harav amar He quotes... The Rambam in the Moran Abuchim, in my my text here, it's 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 10 or 11 lines down. Aval Harab Amaba Moran Abuchim, he quotes the Rambam in Moran Abuchim, as we know that the Ramban was wont to do. Even the Rambam, the Ramban disagreed with uh, many of the things that the Rambam said the Ramban recognized very much the greatness of the Ramban, of the Rambam. And the Ramban was not willing to give up on him, so to speak, to lose the opportunity to quote the Rambam. So what does he say? That all of this stuff that we do, all of the with the Eglarufa and the Nachalaitan and you know, all these things that we do, it's all to discover who the murderer was and then to destroy him. Bavur Shebarova Pamim, he says most of the time, Yerotzech Minat Yerushas Srivot Hechalav. Firstly, you have to understand that the murderer will often come from the close area to the body, which is the city, one of the cities around around him. 
יעידו לפני הבורא שלא התרשלו בתיקון הדרכים ושבירת, ושבירתם ושאינם יודעים מי הרג את זה. So the skenim and the shoftim, when they come out, they sort of make a declaration before God that they don't know who did it. That's why they're measuring. They're going to this city or to that city, but they don't have a clue that without measuring, they wouldn't be able to do anything. When they go into the, into the matter, they collect all the elders so they go and they do something interesting, something strange, they bring an agalah, something very unlikely, because as we've said again and again, you can't slaughter korbanot outside of the Beit HaMikdash. In the Yerushalmi, there is this statement, Shafilu Tavo Shibcha, Bitomar Ploni Hu Arotzeach, Lote Aret. Even if somebody comes and claims to have uh, first-hand knowledge, you won't be able to, you won't be able to uh, cut off his head. Even though she's not uh, competent to be a uh, a uh, witness, nevertheless, we accept what she says in order to exclude us from this whole business of preparation for uh, for uh, measuring and discovering and finding out and kapara. Uh, because that, the point was just to identify him. We could have a situation where we know he did it, but I can't punish him. I don't have two witnesses. I don't have two kosher witnesses who can tell me that he did it. But it doesn't matter in terms of egla arufa. We don't do that. Because the purpose of the egla arufa, according to the Rambam, is to discover the egla arufa. The purpose of the Egla Rufa is to discover who it was who killed him. But that doesn't mean that you'll be able to carry out the punishment. But, okay, once you know who did it, even if you can't punish him, even legitimately you can't punish him, you can't punish him yet, uh, the Egla Rufa obligation has ended. According to the Rambam. So let's remember again the Rambam. The Rambam says that all of this all of this has to do has to do with our desire to find out who who did it. Who is the one? Who is the one who did it? And if we can find that out, the Rambam seems to think that that's what the Torah wants. The Torah wants us to find Torah doesn't care about all the other stuff. The other stuff is just in order to uh, in order, in order to arouse interest, to get people, get people to say that they, uh, okay. So we learned the psukim in in, in Shoftim, and we learned the Rashi, and we learned the the Rambam. And now I'd like to just remind you of two psukim at the end of Parshat 
and which were, were misprinted in the sheet, so you'll have to just listen to Psukim. And the Psukim come at the end of the parsha of Rotseach B'Mezid and Rotseach B'Shogeg. You know that for Shogeg, we allow them to run to a, uh, one of the ear, Are Miklat, one of the cities that uh, accept uh, the people who murdered by accident. And they can stay there until the death of the Kohen Gadol. But the end of that parasha, there are two interesting psukim. First one is Pasuklam and Gimel, 33. But the parak is Lamed Hay, not what's written down on the sheet. Lamed Hay, 35. It says this, Lo tachnifu et Don't defile the land. Don't defile the land. Land. Asher temba, in which you'll find yourself, ki hadam hu The blood defiles the land. Ve'la'aretz lo yichupar, and the earth will not be atoned ladam asher shufakpa, from the blood which is poured into it, ki imbadam shofchom. Right, except through the blood, except with the blood of the person who let the blood out. So in other words, the land is defiled as long as there is a murderer who is who is not being punished. Somehow the mur- the land it sees this as a problem. The land of Israel can't the land of Israel can't allow this to go on, right? Then the next Pasuk says next Pasuk says the says you shall not defile the land Asher Atem Yoshvimba Asher Atem Yoshvimba which you dwell therein Asher Nishochei Bitocha at which I HaKadosh Baruch dwell therein I dwell therein Ki Ani Hashem Shochei Bitoch B'nei Yisrael so in other words you realize that Murder is defiling defiling the relationship, spilling the blood in the in the land. Defiles the relationship between Akarish Bochu, what the Pasuk says, Hashem Shokhain Bitokhbina Yisrael God dwells also in the land which he gave as an inheritance to B'nai Yisrael. And that's what it means. That's what inheritance of the land to B'nai Yisrael means. That when they do something, they affect the balance between land and God and and Am Yisrael. That when I'm if a person murders another person, he not only 
affects his own standing in the world, but he affects the standing of God in Eretz Yisrael. And when the land can't suffer the blood of murder, God cannot suffer being in that place. And therefore, every murder, every murder has to be accounted for. You have to be able to get rid of it, to be able to get rid of, of, of the murder. And uh, okay. So it's not uh, it's not true as the Rambam said that the purpose of the Eglarufa is uh, to discover who the murderer was, although it might be that that is one of the reasons for the Eglarufa. If the Eglarufa brings you closer to that discovery, it may well be that that is part of what the Eglarufa is. But the psukim in Bamidbar that I just quoted seem to make a connection between God being in the land and the blood spilling over into the land, making it uncomfortable or unpleasant for God to stay in that place. Right? Unpleasant for God to stay in that place. And where does this all come from? So I, I would like you to, I'd like to read two or three psukim from Breshit Perik Dalit. Breshit Perik Dalit Pasuk Tet says, Vayomar Hashem el Kayin Ehevel Achicha. God said to Kayin after he killed Hevel, Where's Hevel? Vayomar lo yadati yashomer achia nochi. I didn't, I don't know. Am I supposed to watch over him? But you know that if Cain said Hashomer that actually he probably was. And and that was what he destroyed. He, Cain, destroyed the brother. What, what does it mean to be a brother? Shomer That's what a brother is. He's the one who watches over his brother, certainly at that time, by Yomer. And so HaKadosh Baruch responded, you know very well, I know exactly what happened. By Yomer, me'asita, kol d'mei achecha tzorachim elai min ha'adama. Now, does that remind you of something, kol d'mei achecha tzorachim elai min ha'adama? Is that the dead person, the Egla Arufa? that has to be responded to, that somebody has to do something about. He says, you are In other words, in other words, Kayin had another punishment. Other Marishon was punished 
he did what he did, but he was punished by being exiled from Gan Eden. Where was he exiled to? He was exiled to Adama. He was exiled to Earth. So Hashem says to Cain, since you destroyed brotherhood, the land will not be able to put up with you. Instead, you serve, you will work the land. I won't be able to bear that uh, that punishment. I won't be able to bear that punishment. So you see, there seems to be a connection between the punishment for murder and being able to use the land. Cain, Cain was the was the halal. He was not punished straight away. And because he was not punished, he wasn't able to use the land. That was his punishment of punishments. And so the the halal, the egla rufa, the, the person who was kid, the killed, the person who's dead is going to be preventing the nation, the people who live around him from getting their sustenance from the para, from the land, unless they do something, unless they indicate their willingness to punish the person who did it, unless they indicate that they are willing to put up with the indignity of spreading the word that they have a dead body that they cannot identify. So you see that the Egla Rufa is connected to the Psukim about the Shogeg, the person who kills by accident going to the Ir Miklat, which is connected to the punishment of Cain when he wouldn't admit to the uh, that he was the the punishment. He was the one who killed his brother Hevel, and all of that together indicates that when Hakadosh Baruch Hu promised the land of Israel to Bnei Yisrael, the punishment include the, the presence of the land of Israel included sustenance. That's what land means. It's the place where you grow. It's the place that you come out of. And uh, and so they were, they were that. Uh, I hope that uh, I'm going to stop here because for some time my computer has said we're having trouble playing this video. I have no idea what that means. But I no longer see myself or see what I was able to see before. So we're going to stop here for today. All the best. I don't know what that is. The page is asking you to confirm that you want to leave, that you have entered, data that you have entered may not be saved.
I have no choice, I have to leave. I thought it was 